We are Journals Out Loud. I am your lovely and captivating host, Louise Palenker, here with a panel of incredible young people. We're going to talk about all of the things in life that matter to you, to us, to the world in general. I've been out there wandering Ooh. to singers like Jabbar. <laughs> so we've got Sean, we've got Tara, we've got Josh, Jilly, Shira. Oh, that's cool, Jabbar. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's framing he's his voguing. face. No, he's just framing no, his face. he's voguing. Legit. Nah. I like framing Hashtag his face Jabbar Vogue. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> So, a lot of people have been doing a lot of really excellent adventures. For example, Jilly, you went to yes. Hong Kong. I just, well, actually, I got back like a week and a half ago. But <laughs> I just, no, I just got back from Hong Kong. It was incredible. Jabbar was very jealous. He snap messaged me that he was, so I believed him. Um, no, I had the best time. I went with my uh, three Best friend, or actually, I went with my two best friends from college to meet my third best friend who lives there. And um, here, do we, we have anything see. for show and tell? Yes, yeah, show and tell. Okay. So that is the skyline wow. from my friend's apartment. Oh, and um, here I don't know if you, yeah. So that's that was the skyline. Wow. So it was so beautiful, and it was so tropical and hot, very hot there. And we saw so many amazing things. So my favorite adventure that I went on. Um, was we went up to see uh, the Buddha. So that's us. One, my Those are my three friends. So the one, uh, the blonde girl sitting next to me is my friend Emma. She's the one who lives there. And um, then my friend Jenny and Elena. So we all met in college. And um, she was like, come visit me this summer. And I was like, are you sure you want us to visit you? And she was like, yes. <laughs> and so there we went to Hong Kong. And so we went to see this a uh, ginormous Buddha, and that's me and the ginormous Buddha. And I, what's his name? I think it's like Tai Tan Buddha. I don't know. Okay, but you have to climb up all these steps, and it was incredible. You can kind of go inside, and you see all these Buddhist monks praying to the Buddha, and I absolutely loved it. My friend Elena, all she wanted to do was go up the gondola to see um, the Buddha. I am kind of scared of heights, but I was like, Jilly, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of um, made that compromise to go in the uh, glass bottom thing to go up. And I started to kind of freak out. And um, I was like clenching the side of the thing and started to kind of shake. And my friends were like, are you OK? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm OK. And they were like, Jilly, you're not OK. You're shaking. What's going on? Are you afraid of heights? And I said, yeah, a little bit because I didn't want to tell them because they're, you know, especially Elena's like such a good friend that she would have um, said like, oh, we'll just take a taxi or we'll just like you can't really walk. But like she, she would have just compromised out of like what she wanted to do. And so I kind of started to almost like be on the verge of a panic attack. And they were like, then we started to kind of have a fight in this like gondola about whether or not we should have taken the gondola up. But um, it was like, yeah. And so then I was like, could we just stop fighting in the gondola? Like now you're just stressing me out more. But then all of a sudden out of like the beautiful clouds and the mountains, we saw this beautiful Buddha and it was totally worth it. And so that was my highlight of the trip. And I conquered kind of a fear of this, you know, I thought it was gonna be like a 10 minute gondola. It was like a 45 minute gondola. It was, yeah, it was really long. But you did Um, it. But I did it. And so I loved it. And I was there for 10 days and I ate so much yummy food. And I went to beautiful beaches and went on long hikes. And I got to spend some really great time with my friends. And so I loved it. And then I literally got back and moved into college the next day. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was incredibly jet lagged. And um, yeah, but I had a great time. And I'm back. You're back. Who else has a good adventure to share? (sighs) I'm going to Europe next week. You're going Ooh. to France. I have a yeah. I'm going to France and Germany, which should be amazing. I'm staying in um, my f- my mom's best friend's dad's house, and they have like a really big castle out there with like five wow. bedrooms. You're going to a French Thanks castle. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I've never even been out of the country before, like not even Mexico. Do you have your Canada. passport? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, yeah. I just got it. So can we see your your passport? For I don't you? have it on me. Oh man, my, I, my mom has it in the other room. I'm All right, sure. well, Kathy. <laughs> All right. We'll have that by the end of the show. All right. So, uh, Jabbar, would you please read the first question? Because we're here to help. Yes, we are. Is there anyone? Oh. <laughs> what? That, that wasn't no, the, question. the question. Oh, is there anyone who can print out the script? Yeah. My printer. Oh, do you have Sean's uh, passport photo? Okay. All right. It doesn't have to be right away. We have a whole hour. All right. So, thank you, Matt, for printing out the scripts. My my printer went offline because we were trying to upgrade the... Ooh. 
the transmission of this show to you lovely people, but we sacrificed my printer, and thank you, Matt Sigmund, for printing out the script. Go ahead. <laughs> what is your ex trying to do if 10 days after breaking up with you, he starts staring and smiling at you, and he posts stuff about you like, with, it, with you, it's different, and he does crazy things to get your attention. I'm trying my best to ignore him, but he's not letting me. What do I do? He's definitely trying to get her back, right? Yeah. Of course, but... You have to figure out if you're actually into this guy or not. If he's a jerk, then try your best to ignore him. But, I mean, I feel like he's kind of just, like, playing games, too. Like, why would you want to be with somebody who it's like, oh, we break up, and it's just like, I'm trying to get you back that way. He's not just straight up with you saying, hey, babe, like, I made a mistake. Can you accept my apology? I want to be with you. So there's, like, games going involved, and I would just move on. I think he wants your attention, too. Well, duh. Right. But what do you? how do you feel about guys that will will express themselves online rather than face-to-face with you okay <laughs> go ahead no just you don't do that it's so immature it's like stop being on social media about stuff and just go to the person and say it god i hate when people do it i know just like so many people who are doing it and people have done that to me. i'm just like mm-hmm. yeah, no like, hashtag don't uh, and, it's and like a pet peeve of mine sorry jabbar go no, ahead no 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 it's like and then people get mad when everyone's in their business. And you're like, well, you post everything about your relationship online. Yes. That's what I hate. That's my pet peeve. <laughs> or maybe he's talking to several different girls and he's just posting generic captions just to, like, please everyone. Oh, it's like someone that writes horoscopes where it could apply Whoa. to anyone who reads it. <laughs> That's a dick move. Like, don't <laughs> go over that. No, then. but I mean, if does she want... It sounds like she's writing to us so she wants answers. So should she say... No. no? Okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you were ready for that. <laughs> Denied. Okay, so next question, please, Shira. I'm starting 10th grade. Most of my... Let me just say this. I'm starting 10th grade. Most of my good friends are moving high schools, and I'm stuck at the same one with all these idiots. The idiots. (laughs) I'm afraid I'll be a loner. There are a lot of girls who are obsessed with makeup, and they only accept people that look and talk like them. I try to be open-minded and speak to them, but they just shun me. I'm hoping new people will join my school and I can become friends with them. But making friends is hard. How can I make friends? Question mark. Hmm. So I'm just going to say, like, you probably won't fit in with people if that's what you're already thinking and you're different. And it's good to be different because when you get out of high school, you're going to be golden. So it's going to be tough. High school is not that easy. And you kind of probably already know that. But I think the best way to make friends is go up to someone, like we said before in a previous episode, and just go compliment them. Start a conversation. And then if you guys converse well, then there you go. That's a good friend. But always start with something that kind of like makes them intrigued. Just like, oh, thank you for saying I look good today or thank you for that. You know, that's a great way to start a friendship. Um. There was a study done a while back that I read that there were there's like four groups of kids, basically, generally speaking, in high schools. There's like populars and there's wannabes. Then there's like, we don't care. And then there's like, <laughs> there's like, they, they call this one group the fringe kids. And those are kind of like the offbeat, really kids that will just wear anything bizarre that like advertisers watch these kids because five years later, what they're doing is going to be really popular. Exactly. And so... And they're probably full of like a lot of LGBTQ kids and just kids that are into art and music and just creativity. And like, I would say find those kids because those kids are probably going to have amazing lives. Yeah, most accepting too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I said most accepting. Yeah, they are. Exactly. (laughs) Because they embrace differences. That's what they're about. So there's those kids are at every high school. You just have to find them. Like they're probably behind the school right now. (laughs) Next question, Jilly. Um, Okay. How do you get over your crush? I don't like him anymore because he's a jerk, but every time I see him, my heart flutters and skips a beat. I need to stop doing that so people won't figure out and... Yeah, okay. Won't figure (laughs) out and so that I can be normal when I'm around him. Um, Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's really no way you can (laughs) stop doing that. That's just a physical response to you seeing him. So just ignore it and move on like you already said you don't have feelings for him so like as long as you don't talk about him and show or say that you have feelings for him other people aren't going to be able to tell that you're having flutters in your heart so yeah Yeah, i mean do you believe her though i mean i think she her head may be over him but her the rest of her body is not i would say okay people can (laughs) walk around and like have flutters for everybody like 
Like I walk down the street and I'm like, oh, flutter. Like you crush whore. <laughs> crush whore, yeah. But that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that like I want to be with those people. Mm-hmm. So uh, just because that she's having that, also like distinguish that for yourself in high school. That just because you're having a little bit of a flutter doesn't mean you have any feelings for that person. Yeah, crushes come and go, but I think like with time, it'll get better and just like occupy yourself in some other way. Okay. Did you have something, Sean? Oh, I was just gonna say like try your best to to like stay away from him or or his friends in general because I mean she said every time that she sees him she's like oh my god but like she's trying to like he's a jerk I don't like him at all but you know just stay away from him that's all I can say that is all you can really do yeah it's like your behavior has to sort of lead the way for the rest of you just like avoid him and start talking to guys that you wouldn't usually talk to just be like as an experiment tomorrow like oh I'm gonna talk to this person who I've barely noticed but he seems nice well, he plays the guitar. Like, you know, just challenge yourself. And also, like, if you can't avoid him and you have to be in a situation with him, you say, like, how can you be normal when I'm around him? Just no one else feels those feelings that you're feeling. So just talk normal. Like, nobody else will be able to tell. And even <laughs> if even if they do, like, they all have their own agenda of crushes that they're obsessed with. So they're not exactly. noticing yours that much. Or you could be like, oh, why is he so cute? And then... You know, just laugh about your crush. Like, make it a thing that you just acknowledge so that you don't have to try to hide it because it's entirely human. And I would say, like, go after the kid who plays the tuba because that kid, he's ready to talk. Like, tuba boy is is. the best. He's probably hilarious, too. They usually are. Right? You have to be hilarious to be willing to lug a tuba around (laughs) high school. I didn't say anything. That's the best kid. face said it all. I vote for Tuba Boy. Um, Next question, uh, Josh. Okay. Um, I'm in my last year of school, and I want to go traveling before going to university. Me and my boyfriend are planning on traveling together, and we've figured out a way of working and earning money while we do it. However, my mom has already instructed me that she wants me to go to a university nearby so I can stay at home. She can be quite strict and she doesn't know what I really aspire to do. She keeps making me feel guilty as she has split from my dad and she's going to lose her benefits when I leave, but I don't think it's justification to hold your child back. I don't know how to tell her. Advice, please. I feel like you're already just so intelligent for putting together that question the way that it is, so Honestly, the advice is just like, just talk to her. You're very intelligent on everything. So use your words and tell her what you want. Yeah. Can you guys talk a little bit about how you broke away from home or made the decision to you know move far away? A lot of you did or move from in your parents' eyes being their child to being like a grown up that was going to make your own decisions? Um, for me, it was very, well, I lived with my dad all my life. My mom, she was in my life, but I live with my dad. Um, when I moved, me and my dad nearly got into a fist fight. What? Yeah. Um, we, I, I just told him like, Hey, I want to go to school in California. Mind you, I live in New Jersey. It's my hometown. Um, and I said, I want to do for, for acting. He's just like, at first it was just like, all right, you can do acting around here. It's New York's right there. Um, I got accepted to University of the Arts in Philadelphia, and that's, like, a really good school. I think it has, like, a 20% average to, like, get accepted. So I got accepted there, and that was good, um, you know, compared to the people that went there and got accepted there. Um, But I wanted to come to California. I knew this was where I was supposed to be. And the closer it got, my mom said, you know, I have the funds to get you out there and let mind you like I said I live with my dad so I had to convince him to go out there not even convince but I thought he would support me more than what he did and um that was a battle for like a good two months during the summer graduated in June I got here in October so that entire time was a battle at the end it was just like well you're not supporting me but I had my mom my mom was there and I also had a job so I saved up money and I just came out here but it was very hard but um, this girl, she's smart already. She's already found the funds to do what she wants. I think that's one of the key things. I always tell people, find your own funds. Um, and if you have one person in your family that's supporting you, my grandma was a great support. Like I said, my mom was there fully for me. And that's the only person I needed when I got here. Right. Yeah. So how are things with your dad right now? Our relationship is like so much better. <laughs> okay. It's it's weird. It's Well, it's not weird, but... 
my relationship with him is so much even with my stepmom. Like when I was living in their household, it's not like we didn't get along, but we didn't get along. Mm-hmm. And now that we don't look, go back there, when I go back there for holidays or vacation, it's just like, oh my God, I love you so much. I miss home. Like I'm like, I'm never coming back, but I love you. Yeah, <laughs> to visit, to visit. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. So <clears throat> for me, I left high school like straight to California. Um, and my mom and my dad kind of knew they weren't going to stop me there, even if they told me. So they didn't really try to stop me. Um, uh, I did talk to them a little bit. They were just concerned. Like I'd be out here by my own. I didn't know anybody. And it was the same thing. I had a lot of social workers cause I grew up in foster care. They were the same thing. They would just give me advice, but then they wouldn't like be stay here or say, go to school here or anything because they knew they would, they wouldn't get through to me. I was just so determined to get here. Um, and then now that I go back for the holidays, it's kind of a similar thing. Like I really miss being there, um, the people and being around them. But at the same time, I'm not going back. <laughs> uh, and so it, like for now, I mean, maybe in the future, uh, but definitely the workers, she sat down to me when I was back home this holiday and she said, yeah, we all thought you weren't going to make it out there, but we also now have to look at ourselves because we say that to all of our youth that want to do things like you in a lot of ways. So it's like, do we support them or do we like try to put our own biases in the way? And right. So, how much encouragement? Yeah. How much encouragement versus like the real world do Re- we give? Because Re- they were very much in doubt of like what I could do out here. So how much were you raised? Um, how much input did your parents have into your life? How, how much time did you spend with them? Were you always sleeping in foster care, but your parents were speaking to you all throughout yeah, your childhood? No, I've, I've never had no con like I've never not been in contact with my parents so I've they've always been a part of my life, even though I was in care a lot. I did um, bounce back and forth between my parents, and that was the majority of my in-care experience. Um, I was in other people's homes for actually, like, not much of the time of my care experience. But I do, I will say, like, overall, the people that really molded me were more of, like, my grandmother and also my teachers and the other adult figures. I didn't really turn to my parents for much. And so that's was it was like they were the last people that they, they and they knew that too they were the last people that would have been able to get me to stay so mm-hmm. how about you Tara because you moved out here from Hilton Head correct <clears throat> yeah um I moved out here three weeks after I graduated but my mom stayed with me for about three months and mind you a month prior to me actually moving out here is when I did get with my ex so mm-hmm. I knew someone kind of coming out and they you know trusted thinking that like even though my mom's not going to be there, I do have a boyfriend. I have someone that cares about me. So um, it was it was an easier transition for me because I had the love and support from my parents. And, you know, they did kind of pay for me. They could afford it by then or, like, they saved enough money because that was kind of my college fund because I decided not to go to college and just move to California. Um, but it was really easy for me, so I can't really say that much. I, I had full support from my right, parents. Right, right, right. Yeah. So what I want to say about this topic is it, it sounds like in reading your letter that your mom is just fearful of that time when a she won't be getting money from your dad to you know help that helps her pay the rent you know it, it's difficult for divorced people if they were getting child support that stops at 18 it stops it, and you'll be gone and the money will be gone and she's terrified uh for herself and for you she's not just worried about you and whether or not you can make it work she also doesn't want this big change she was your mom for a really long time and i think that's what was going on with jabbar was that, you know, your dad did not want to picture his life without you there. That was upsetting and disturbing to him. But you have to teach your parents who you are going to be as an adult and what your relationship with them is going to be as you become an adult. It changes, and you get to mold the dynamic, and you're now in the driver's seat. You're kind of, like, creating that new reality, and you get to. Yeah, I would definitely add on, like, the you're in the driver's seat, and it's your life. You're the one that's going to live it for the rest of it. So I would definitely say do what's right for you at this point in time. I mean, she has life experience, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean she knows what's right for you. So if you feel like this is what you need to do right now, then that's what you need to do. Yeah, your only obligation is you have to put a plan together. Yeah. And plan involves financial. How are you going to make this work? Because if you don't have a plan, it's it's not... It's not sustainable. It's just a dream. A dream requires a plan. Yeah. And down the road, she may have been right. Like going cross country or traveling with your boyfriend at that age might not be the right thing to do, but it's also life experience that you'll get to learn. So you'll just keep on living life. 
Yeah, to me, it sounds really reasonable. I know like lots of young people that would go and like they would get like they would follow the Olympics and they because, you know, there'd be places where there was an event going on where they were doing a lot of hiring. And and my friend would go and she'd she'd work there for six months and then she'd go. And so she got to see all over the world. And now she's got a little baby and she settled down. But like that, if you do have that wanderlust and you want to do that, like you just get really good at waitressing or get really good at like where, you know, there's a job that that you're capable of doing in every city. There are people that bring people food everywhere you go. You can be one of them and you can see the world that way. Sean? Oh, I didn't have anything to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you if you have a skill that can travel, I would say, you know, get some experience doing that in your hometown, like either bartending or waitressing or, you know, whatever it is, something that where you can show up and say, where, where are they hiring? Yeah. Uh, next question, Tara. Tara's a video. Um, I believe we are going oh, to we're gonna T Swizzle's yeah. video. T-Swizzle. All right, so before we go to the videotape, um, can you give us a little thumbnail of what's going yes. on with the T Swift? So I researched so I could understand exactly why she was coming out with a video because I kind of stopped with all the nonsense. It's the same <laughs> thing. I did. I really did. I I switched over to country music and I just really don't give a crap. Um. Anyways, so this is a video. Which and a song that is just battling back with Kanye. It's the whole Kanye Taylor Swift thing, and she just in the video has at it and goes full force at him with her lyrics, with everything. And then it's also her coming out and being like, a, "I'm not Hannah Montana, Montana anymore. I'm Miley Cyrus." It's like that whole thing. She got rid of who we all thought Taylor Swift is, and now is transitioning into. Whatever she wants to be next. Okay, can you give me a backup on this truck into what uh, what Kanye has done to the T? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Like, what's her beef? Remember when Kanye went up on stage? No, like, I know that. I mean, that, that was oh. like 100 years so ago, right? what recently happened, and it's actually not really necessarily about Kanye. The, the video is more about Kim K. Um, okay. Less of Kanye. Both of them together, actually, but... Uh, basically, la- a couple months ago, or like late last year, mm-hmm. around was, the VMAs time yeah, last year. Actually, yeah, around this mm-hmm. time last year, um, Kim K released a recording of Taylor Swift saying it was okay for Kanye to put a specific lyric in his video, which is "I think this me and this bitch." Might oh, have, he meant Taylor. Yeah, like he meant Taylor might have sex after like um, getting her famous from going up oh, on stage I during the VMAs years ago. That. Yeah, so basically that's what kind of started the initial beef of this. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so Kanye thinks that he made Taylor Swift famous, famous from- even though she no, had just he, won no, a no, VMA? No. no, but the whole thing was is it whether or not he could have like putting that lyric in his song. So yeah, okay. he got permission, right? He got permission from and so Taylor. She- and Taylor. what happened was Taylor said to the public, public like through um, media and other releases that she did not give him permission for this lyric when the song came out but then kim came through with the receipts of a recording of a snapchat saying like of taylor swift saying it's okay use this lyric you know that kim hangs on to her receipts Uh, yeah we we can tell (laughs) so um basically like taylor swift was caught in a very huge public lie saying <gasps> that she hadn't given permission and she actually did give permission. So her like response to this was now this video mostly about Kim and um, Kanye, but there's a little bit of like Katy Perry um, in there and also Tom Hiddleston. Um, the I love you Taylor Swift shirts is Tom Hiddleston and then also the the car crashes about Katy Perry. Okay, so but, you yeah. read code in every frame. I love you. Go. Her argument, though, like Taylor's argument, was that he, she didn't know that he was going to call her a bitch, and that was the whole thing, because he but knew the fame. She knew that, like, the famous part. That was her argument, but then the recording, like, also I mean, talked about true. the like, word. I know bitch. she's wrong. But. <laughs> so, I mean, that's her argument. I mean, she overall was. She knows she was caught in public lies. So basically, what happened was her social media was flooded with snakes over like calling her like serious snake or like slithery like what all this <laughs> whatever and her image her image has always been i'm the victim i'm the like country girl pr- princess whatever you mm-hmm. want to call and so that really destroyed her brand at that point in time so what ended up happening she did a whole rebranding took an extra year off now she's coming back her whole brand has snakes in brilliant it. Um, and she's like the girl that <laughs> she, like, okay, like, she is like she is like a living nasty girl t-shirt Basically, it's like, okay, I'll um, own this. But she, I will own this. I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about her because she knows how to do business. 
um and i i'll say some i love you um but at the end of the day you're you're team swift Mm, what i will no comment because jilly because i i don't want to get my career ruined Um, i'll get okay I don't care. I don't like her. I've never liked her. I don't Julie, think. you never have a career in this industry anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not worried about Taylor Swift ruining my career. I don't think she is. Rel- I don't. I mean, I don't think. I think she's lame. I really do. I don't okay. think like it's. I. I think she. Stop. Of, stop on your head. <laughs> okay, we're gonna roll the videotape. We're gonna. You guys have maybe seen the video or could see the mid- video because it's it's on the internet. You can you can see the video on the internet. <laughs> showed it during the uh, But I'll we're like gonna play the ending because I want to discuss the ending. Okay, go ahead, Thomas. So what's going on, Josh? Please translate. You speak okay. Taylor. This is Katy Perry's. No, that's okay. She's going too fast. I can't. Do <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Tom Hiddleston stuff. Is she doing Madonna here? She lifts bikes. What is that? There's symbolism in every frame. This is all, like Tom Hiddleston stuff, and then this is the end where she's commenting from where it starts. I love Tadra Paul. She's basically saying all of herself has been fake up until. Okay, this point. so this part we have to listen. So turn up the volume, Thomas. So now she's original Taylor. So annoying. Yeah, you can't possibly be that. And all the Taylors are all the voices in her head. Don't call me that. Okay, I get it now. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Okay, discuss. Everything. I totally just got the chills. So she's really just having fun with the (laughs) whole controversy. The whole world and the media by basically saying, okay, I don't care. Like, this is what's happening. But is there something to be said for turning one's career into a reality show and having everybody jabbering about it? Because maybe that's what she's doing. What, She just spilled water on her dog. Water all over. Spilled water water on your dog? It feels warm. That's going to be in my next video. It feels warm. Okay, so is she? A lot of her fans are upset. I think because they identify with like a lot of the old Taylor and thinking that it was fake or fabricated or gone. I think is really disappointing. Here's the thing: like a lot of her fans identify with who she was before, and knowing and being in the industry, who she was before was fake. Like this is really like who she is, and she's just now embracing it. And like this is her fans who had it before like and like that image it's not sustainable for a long period of time someone having a brand for seven years or however long she was an artist i think it was like seven to ten years that she was an artist under that brand it's just not sustainable for a long period of time you have to reinvent yourself otherwise things are it's just going to get old and so actually this was the perfect time for her to reinvent herself because of everything that did happen and then taking and pulling from a lot of media and things that were causing um more indifferent new fans to come onto her fan base is a very smart move on her half. So. so do you think that somebody like Taylor Swift who becomes famous at 16 or 17 with a brand that was probably just her saying, look, I'm a girl with a guitar who writes her own songs. And she really fought for that because they didn't want her to write her own songs. And she, she did that and she won awards and she was like, see, I'm successful just being myself. Then after seven years of being herself, is, it, is the industry just like, okay, now you have to grow up or you have to change or whatever when Celine Dion just stayed Celine Dion like why do you have to keep changing do you have to well she's growing and changing no like but so did Celine Dion like she started out as a girl French Quebec little singing girl and she just grew (laughs) up into a taller one (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's not necessarily she's growing and changing she's just showing a different side of her that she's kept in the closet for a very long time um, What's the so, side? Someone that has beef with people? Like, what is she showing yeah, us? So I was exactly. ask. I have no she's idea. always saying she's the victim. Like, this person did this to me. This person dis- did this to me. And th- for the first time, someone was able to prove that she's not the victim. She's playing the victim. So she's wow. she she got exposed. And so she's basically like, I can't be the victim anymore. What can I be now? Let me. Take I can this. lift motorcycles. So what is That's she saying? The thing I'm I can confused because mm-hmm. she's still saying she's still saying. Look what you made. Like she's still being the victim, right? No, look what you made me do in a, in a context of like, oh, look what you made me do. I now you made me have my voice tell the people that I lied. Like okay. this isn't a victim. It's like can anyone make anyone do anything? Like do people make you? Well, do if things? you have a recording of someone else's voice, yeah, you can kind of make them do something. But she got outed she didn't do anything right 
I'm just confused. I don't know. I just her love recording this. of herself. Okay, Joey, Joey, guy, make say with me. Her recording of herself, which is her. Yeah. Told the public she lied, basically. Yeah, but she didn't do that. Someone else. Someone released her, her voice, yeah, Kim, but her voice was the one who did it. So it's like, look what you made me do. Because but me no told one can the, make her do anything except that's unless the they point, have a Weezy. gun. <laughs> that's not the point. Jabbar. I don't know. I think this is just brilliant. I think Taylor Swift is a, <laughs> like one of the top people with marketing to reinvent herself in the industry that's so saturated right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she sells like crazy. We know that. She's one of the top selling female artists um, ever. Um, what, behind Adele or something in this mm-hmm. generation? Um, I think that's very smart. Also pointing out that she took a little page from Beyonce by doing by taking name calling like snake and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beyonce did that with Boycott Beyonce when everyone did from her, you know, 2016 Super Bowl performance. Um, everyone's like, Boycott Beyonce, Boycott Beyonce. And she's went around and turned that into a full sale at her concerts and shirts and posters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with uh, like the end of the video with all the tailors, Beyonce did a Pepsi commercial with doing that, just basically saying, this is the new me. Like, I'm better than I those old Beyonce's. Yeah. yeah, so bravo to you, Taylor. Bravo. I can't okay. hate on you. I agree. Mm. Anything more? We got this? Have we all been heard and understood? All right, but I just think that in general... No one can make you do anything. And like, if you say you made me do it, that's like the worst excuse. That's not the point. Okay, the, but what is the point? The point is, is that. Oh my! But that's the, the name of the song, though, right? It's the name of like, the song. Like, what kind of a message okay. is? But All the right. point is just that, like, a recording, uh, like, if a recording of myself said something opposite to what I told the public, it's like, oh, okay, I just, I just told the public something different than I told them today. Right. Like, oops. But that's <laughs> like impeaching what you said. It's not making you do something. Okay. Oh my god, we're moving on. Like the next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's this guy. I love how questions always begin with that. So there's this guy who I hadn't seen for two years. He started texting me and saying that we should meet for coffee. I'm 20. Okay. And he's 36. What? Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I was sure his intentions weren't romantic because of the age gap. Oh, honey, boo boo. But he keeps searching for the opportunity to hang out with me. He said he hasn't seen a movie in a while. I said, oh, me neither. And then he says we should go to the cinema or. Sorry. Is he French? No, he's just 36. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Or if I say I like swimming, that we should go swimming. I don't know what he wants from me. He is too old, and I don't like him. I have a hard time being honest and rejecting guys, and I don't know what to do. Okay. So you haven't seen him for two years. You have a hard time rejecting guys. Like You're obviously not feeling comfortable around him, so just cut it out. It's honestly that simple. Don't text him and don't see him. Done. You got to get over this and you got to get over this quickly because if you can't say no, that's a problem. You're going to be and stuck on on a Ferris wheel at a carnival. <laughs> uh, yes, burn, you will. Yes, you will. I've had to learn this. I'm still learning it. Learn it with me. You have to say no and you have to be able to when you're in a situation that, you know, Sean doesn't get it. What? Uh, <laughs> it's OK. When you're in a situation and you you know that you don't want to be in it, you have to say no when you know that you don't want to do it. There's nothing here like you have no obligation to this person. You have mm-hmm. no obligation to hang out with this person. You have no mm-hmm. obligation to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen him in two years. You can you don't have to do anything. Don't do anything. Actually, because if you do something and you do hang out with this person, I think it is only going to lead to more of an icky situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, it's Jelly. So potentially icky. You yeah. um, can you tell I identify with like this? if someone dro- if someone drops hints like I haven't seen a movie in a long time like that. Don't say me the neither. <laughs> say <Stupid>. I have. <laughs> I've seen movies. I've seen most, all of them. Most all of them. them. <laughs> or I don't like movies. Most of the guys that I know, not that I know personally, that I know when I were a, a younger girl, yeah, has always had a, like the intention to get with this type of girl, um, and it's always turned out bad. It's always turned out they're trying to take advantage of this girl that's still growing into herself. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Don't get yourself into this at all. Um, you haven't seen this guy in two years. 
cut it off. This text message is so easy to cut off. I don't respond to text message for like hours. I can go days and weeks. So this is not hard. Jamar goes at all is what he's saying. I do. Yeah, you can just with one emoji you can shut this down. Honestly, I don't know what's the right this, one. This, this one, not even. Yeah, the this thumbs one. down. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. See, you guys are fast. Uh, I think like you say that you don't know what he wants from me. It's like he's thirty six. We know what he You're wants 20. from me. You can't. You know what he wants from you. Yeah. Just like, just hit that block button. All right. So, question: Do you think that people who are younger, like you guys, you feel like a sense of obligation towards somebody who's thirty-five who's approaching you? Mm-hmm. I think you. No. no, I think it's you have a hard time being on. She says, like a "I have a hard." She says right here, "I have a hard time being honest and rejecting guys." You have a hard time actually voicing in the moment. I think what you feel and you don't know how to navigate it, and you just don't know. Like sometimes it's easier to just kind of like prolong it until right. you're mm-hmm. like. Sitting on <laughs> but should she should she straight up say like this sounds like you're asking me no. out? No, so just, just walk away. No. We already told her just no. Okay, no, just fade, Sean. Next fade question. Away. Do, do the fade. Uh, uh, where are we at? Oh, there's this boy I really like. <laughs> Why do I always read these questions? <laughs> there's this boy I really like, and we're friends. I get the feeling he might like me back. But when he asked, he said he would like another girl if he had to like someone. How do I get out? How do I get out what he really thinks without telling him I like him or being too creepy? Does it sound like he could like me? Did you ask him? There's just too many. Like, they're definitely in middle school. (laughs) There's a lot of likes. They're totally (laughs) in middle school, and you're like sitting around like a table or something. You're like, if you had to like a girl, who would you like? Right, um, and it's easy to deny. If you had even to if, like someone who like yeah. who would you like? So if you're that girl. age, it's e- the, the the instinct <laughs> no, or the first instinct is to deny liking the girl that you actually like of because course. there's just too much slap back that comes with that. So his answer really doesn't have anything to do with how he actually feels. Um, it may have been his first instinct to deny liking you and to say, if I did like someone, it would be a whole different person. That's sort of an age twelve to fourteen kind of situation. So. I mean, your specific question is, how do I get out, out what he really thinks without telling him I like him? There's there's, there's no, no way. way. Like, for me, I had a lot of people in middle school or high school that would try to coax me in saying something. I'm just super friendly, so I ended up having, like, tons of people that thought I liked them. And <laughs> it, just, it just didn't work out <laughs> for any of us. So um, <laughs> don't, don't read into things if you're going to ask. Ask. Otherwise, just, like... It will take its course. It may take a little bit of time. Be patient. Be nice to him. Be friendly. They like ask you like, oh, you kind of like me. I like you. And you're like, oh, no, that's not what this is. (laughs) That hurts. Yeah. You can't really force an answer out of like a 12 year old boy because he's going to. There's just going to be so much that he has to deal with once he admits to liking somebody. And, And I don't think it's creepy if you say you like him. I mean, unless you're like trying to go around about I think it's what's creepy is if you're trying to go around about way and like try to coax it out of him that's what's creepy so don't do that that's the middle that's the middle school way I think people do that I don't think it's creepy I think that kids do that with all kinds of just notes yeah I was about to say the middle school way is you pass a note no not even no you ask like a friend to ask a friend to ask a friend yeah there's a lot of money laundering of feelings likes you and then somehow then it gets no we'll call it feelings laundering that goes on in middle school yeah like, but don't tell. tell but I don't know how I feel. But do you think that that guy no. likes the guy? Like, can you find out? Yeah. No. Asking for yeah. a friend. Yeah. Of a friend. <laughs> of a friend. But I don't know. But it's I don't like know. That game of telephone. By yeah. the time you get to the end, it does not what you the said. Message. The yeah. And in the meantime, if you just if you just continue being friendly to the guy and asking him how his day's going, you may just get to know him, and eventually you'll figure it out. Because if he stares at you a little bit too long, he likes you. Or you realize you do not like him anymore. You're like, oh no. Jabbar, would you read the next question, please? I sure would. Um, I'm a junior in high school. I'm a junior in high school. This year, my mom lost her job and I had to move and go to a different school three hours away from my old school and friends. How can I deal with moving on? I don't want to leave high school. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to go to college without my old friends. I want it to go back the way it was before. I just want everything... Everything to stay the same, and I don't know what to do anymore. Ooh, girl. Mm. Too much change, too fast. Yeah. 
I wonder what what grade is she in? Shira's got something. Oh, junior. Junior yeah. in high school. Well, I started. Um, so my high school was like seventh to twelfth grade. So it was like high school and middle ah. school. And I came like by myself, like no friends, and everybody else like knew people from like first grade. So I think just like realizing that there's going to be other people that are new that year possibly or just like trying to make new friends and a lot of the time like people are a lot super nice to you when they're like new when you're new mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so because just, they're kind of sick of each other yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. oh this is exciting so if you're friendly and you smile people are going to be tripping each other to get to be your <laughs> yeah, friend exactly yeah, so okay. earlier I had talked about being in foster care. So I bounced around quite a bit in high school, actually. So um, it's also, from my perspective, like kind of look at the context in which you're keeping. Like right now you're like, oh, I'm things are changing. I'm losing this. I'm losing this. I'm losing this. But really, you're actually getting a jump start on, mm. on life because life changes and people go in and out all the time. So what's actually happening is by the time you're like going to college, you're going to be a jump jump like light years ahead of your friends that are Mm -hmm. all all trying to stay in one group together like you can still stay connected when you're not going to the same school it's going to be difficult but those are adult friendships you don't necessarily go to the same school just because you want to be there with your friends so i think at the end of the day you're actually growing up quicker than your friends right now and so it's gonna it's gonna benefit you in the long run yeah you're building a muscle that other people aren't having to build yet and i know it feels like oh all this change is happening i just want my childhood back like that sudden realization that oh my gosh, everything's changing and everything's unfamiliar and I don't like this. You can't avoid it. It's going to happen whether you stay in your hometown or whether you move to this other school. You're still going to grow up, but you're only a junior. You have two more years of childhood. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Who else has advice? Just be blunt. Grow up, girl. I'm sorry. I just got to be very blunt here. We have to grow up. Um, I don't want to leave high school. Okay. Um, I don't want to grow up. Okay. I don't want to go to college with my old friends. You don't most go to college friends, with your friends. Most you of my friends that I was best friends in high school, I don't talk to them anymore. Or I don't talk to them as often as I do. I see them once a year and we click back because we're good friends. But watch. You're going to see. You're not going to be friends with most of them after high school. Yeah. Everything shifts. It's not like you're suddenly dumped in a bucket with no friends by yourself. You shift to different friends and like they swoop you away and you know for a second you're like where are we and then you're like oh I'm here and you you just get used to it but it happens to all humans it's part of the progression through life so always be looking at the horizon to see what exciting adventure is waiting for you you're going to be scared but you're going to the next adventure you're not falling off a cliff so just kind of reframe I know you're scared and you have a, no, no matter what Jabbar says, because he's so brave all the time, <laughs> you do have every right to be scared, but you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we have one more question. Who wants to read? We got two more questions. Two more. Oh, we have two? Does. Yay! I'm excited about it. Josh, would you read the one? Oh. Okay. Look how there's two-sided <clears throat> printing when Matt does it. Beautiful. Yes. Okay, Saving so paper. there's a certain individual who I feel is a threat to society. Oh, jeez. Oh, Donald Trump. Yeah. A friend of mine got close to him, and he asked her for inappropriate things. Donald even Trump. Even when she said no. <laughs> 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 even you know when she true. said no, multiple no's to get him to stop. She later found out that he asked for sexual favors from other girls and was rather aggressive about it. Recently, his girlfriend broke up with him and he got mad about it because she couldn't handle his baggage, a.k.a. the fact he was sexually harassed, my friend, and multiple other girls. Then today, he had a video of dead mice on a Snapchat story. What do you think of all of this? Do you have any advice? <laughs> Whoa. Just stay away. Okay. Um, uh, my God, Trump. What it, is with you? Need you need to talk... You need to talk to uh, an adult. Yeah, I would report it. Report because it to your school here's counselor. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking to some of my college uh, friends about this kind of a thing a couple nights ago because um, we were talking about how, unfortunately, there one somebody that we know got sexually um, assaulted and. Um, it was by somebody who we like all I didn't know, but was seen and and 
he knew had of. A, knew of and he part of a group of friends extended yeah, yeah and and had assaulted other girls oh and there was this other guy that we also knew that i personally knew of in high school who was known to sexually harass girls and when he got to college still does mm. it and has this reputation of going around and harassing girls and i i was at this party my first week in college and my roommate, who looks not super strong, but like does yoga every day and like is super muscular and knows self defense and is kind of a badass, um, he tried to pull her into a room. Oh my god! And she had a boyfriend at the time. Not that she would be interested in him anyway. And she said, "No, I don't want to go into a room with you." And he said, "No, come on, just come have a drink, just come with me." And she said, "No," and. He said, no, just come on. And at the third no, she ripped his hand off of her and said, I'm not and screamed at this party. I am not going in a room with you and ripped his hand off of her to the point where I was standing a couple of feet next to her, but didn't even hear until she screamed at him. And I was like, what yeah, are you doing? No. Well, and I turn, I go, what are you, what's going on? And he, he backed off in a way that I've never seen. Mm. I mean, like he cowardly backed away. Oh, I'm called out. And I, go. I, and I was, I was so shaken up and she was kind of, I mean, she's like, I was, I mean, we had this whole conversation after we like left the party. She was fine. Cause she was like, I could fucking take him. But I was like, no, you could. <laughs> but, um, you know, I saw this guy out with one of my other friends and I said to her you know I told her what happened so she would know mm -hmm. you know she, this guy tried to pull my friend into a room just you know and she goes oh no like he has a reputation all the girls know not to be left alone alone in a room with him and I was like well why is no one doing anything right and she said I just you know he has a lot of money he's in this frat he you know you know so what happens is is I think that there are certain guys who grow up in high school or in middle school or whatever thinking a certain behavior is okay sense of entitlement sense of entitlement whatever it is and they're insecure or whatever happens and unfortunately they girls think it's just them or, or or most people don't want to make a scene right in a social event so they won't raise their voice exactly but look what happened when she did everybody i mean i moved to I, her i believe me and I said got we got in, we like, got your back i got into like nobody Mama said why Bear, are you like roommate i was like what am i you know yeah i mean i think the the population is educated enough that if you if you raise your voice you will. Ha a lot of people will have your back. And the problem is, is that unfortunately, what, what my friends and I were talking about the other night is that the sad thing is, um, these guys don't just do it once. Oh no! And they don't do it to one girl. No. And so you know, if something's happening, and if you you sent something, or a guy rubs you the wrong way, or does something you know, to you or is asking for something inappropriate from you and you don't feel okay, you have to confront him mm -hmm. or say something or do something because like I'm telling you, it's not just you. It's like it's so not just you. And like that was a conversation I literally had with my friends a couple nights ago because this girl who got sexually assaulted, you know, this guy literally did it to another girl the next night. Okay, and so what what can we do at this point in the story? Because she's seeing all these red flags in this this young man's behavior. So I would say who go does to she a, tell? I would say, like, if she's in high school or middle school, a school counselor would be somebody who I would say Call absolutely go talk to and say, this is what I know is happening in my grade, in my friend groups. These are the things I'm feeling and seeing. I just want to pass this information along. I think that'll make you feel a lot better. And I think, you know, she can help you with the tools to kind of go further. I just wanted to say that I don't know why this popped into my head just now, but I remember when I was in high school, I had um, an older gentleman that worked with my parents or like worked kind of alongside them, was just messaging me really weirdly. And I didn't and I didn't want to bring it to them because I'm like, maybe it's nothing. But like the fact that like I was a junior, senior in high school and like, yeah, like you work with my parents and all, I just still was just like. Um, I don't know. And I didn't know if I wanted to take it to them or not, but I ended up, I took it to them and they said, you know, like, don't think anything of it. Everything is fine. But like the messages were weird, but I'm just saying like, 
if you're scared to, it's still the right thing to do. Thankfully, mine, it didn't turn into something bad. It was just still kind of just like, mm, why? But have the courage to say something because I know I did and it, it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you're seeing you're seeing uh, a lot of indications that this person ha- has a serious lack of empathy. He doesn't care about people. He doesn't care about women, females. He doesn't care about animals. And he's, oh. he's well, the mice. Yeah. And why would he? Go ahead, Josh. I Why mean, is he glorifying? I, he's not glorify. I mean, I've seen a dead pigeon on ground, and I've been taking a picture before, but like not like. I'm calling you, what, <laughs> like, like, Thomas. Get, get call. Don't you call. take pictures of dead pigeons? Just once, <laughs> and it was it was a little okay. It was on my Snapchat too, but all right. Mm-hmm. Roadkill is cool. Looking. We're gonna have to report you. <laughs> well, I it sounds like it. maybe it sounds like he maybe killed the mice. That's a different story. He, like I. Right, I just was. Yeah. I'm just saying. I was just a yeah. memoirium or whatever memoir of the pigeon. Like. I was in memorial. Memorial, right? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, it's a tribute video. Tribute. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last question: How do you guys feel about women proposing to men? Don't do it. Yeah, don't I was gonna do say, it? don't do it. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. Well, don't just do it. Like if you're just casually talking and like all that. <laughs> if you're in a serious relationship with each other and you know he's okay with that then the doors are open but also i don't just like if you've been dating for two months then don't don't do it if it was me i would definitely say no if a girl proposed to me i'd be like no like wait for me to do it to you like that's just but i think that's like that's what josh is kind of saying that it's like if you know that your type of man that you're with is okay with you possibly you know proposing you would know and you would get the sense that you can but personally i think it's just it's amazing when a men propose. So, like, think about that. Are you sure you don't want him to like this grand gesture? I think for she's you? just impatient. Like, she's just like, come on. Like, I think this is a really, this is a really, but honey, deal with it. This is an interesting question because we do get a lot of questions about is it okay for a girl to ask a guy out and everything. Um, and obviously, she's not asking for a friend. Obviously, you have to you know read read between the lines. This, well, they're she wants dating. To, yeah, she's dating someone, and she wants to know if it's okay to propose. But it, it's interesting how you guys like really quickly draw the line between, you know, a girl asking a guy out and what when it comes to actually proposing marriage, it feels like that is still uh, uh, the, the well, because guys are that, very scared. Yeah, I mean, that's I, still like in no, order for it to be like big of a deal, the way you always dreamed of it being that you that the guy does it right. I mean, I think it just depends on the relationship. I don't yeah. think I mean, I think like if you have any it's any relationship like i think you get to a point where like marriage is a thing and if you want to propose then you should be able to but i, I know but know, in your like, dreams did you ever picture yourself dropping down to one knee and saying to me <laughs> it's just I like don't it, know it's like I, I don't know this what's is like happen it's when not I, like it's r- not i don't know this what, seems like it's life. the arena of the male right it's not like wrong for a girl to do it but like socially How do you guys feel it's about like, like taking like, Tara, the you whole had, last name situation well, like would you hyphenate a last name or would you keep your last name i just think Sean hit it on the money when he was just like, it's like socially, like socially, you, it, when you think about it though, girls kind of like, we know what we want a little bit more than guys do a lot of the time. Not, not saying that they don't, but it's just like the stereotype of that. And a lot of us do like, I mean, it, it's just like when you're young and like trying to date people when you're young too, it's just like guys sometimes are less like, oh, I definitely want that. They float a little bit more. And that's just like, that's how it is kind of. So that's why it's a lot more. So when the guy is like definitely ready, he knows he doesn't want to be put under pressure because us women are just like, we understand. That's just my own thoughts on it. You can totally disagree if you want, but like, that's just what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think it should be like the men no, to that. the women. So, quick question. What, Jabbar? <laughs> Tara. What? So, you. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you are dating. Okay, yeah. Okay. Ooh, I love that. I'm kidding. You have to buy a ring for me, but you don't have one on your finger, but you're going to tell your friends I'm engaged. How does that feel? Wait, I'm sorry. Mm. Say that again, please. So, you're giving me this ring. Yeah. But you don't have one on your hand. But you're going to tell your girlfriends, whoever, you're engaged. How would that make you Because you proposed to him, so you gave him a ring. Yeah, well, I feel like you should get a ring, too, because you have two rings for the wedding ring. You have but the wedding that's ring. not until wedding day. No, wedding but that, you have the wedding ring and the engagement ring. So I feel like if if a woman is going to propose to a man, she still is going to get the ring on her. That makes no sense. Not, not until go, she gets married. No, married. no, BS. Oh, so I would still like, buy herself a... Because like, a woman has to wear an engagement ring. What wait, are you wait, talking about? So you're going to buy your own? 
Yeah. Ooh. You would talk Ooh. about my hair. Or, or maybe the guy would be like, oh my God, sweetheart, then, I love you so much. Yes, I'll marry you. Let me go get you a ring. Like that. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like it's. You can't stop. drop to one knee and you? say, buy me a ring. <laughs> Honestly, though. No. Wait, wait. So if, if, if it's two guys or two girls, how does it work? Okay, so I think the point is it's uncharted oh. territory. Right. No, it's like not it's, for gay people. They've done it. So who proposes well, to who? That's, that's open game. Right? Like, I feel like that's open game if it's two guys. And okay, two but do you have a ring for both people if it's two guys and two girls? I think we. I think we're just getting way too much into it because it's their own per. Like it's oh, their own relationship. Question, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is a good question, but it's like it's your own relationship. I think it's every like relationship you decide. is different. Exactly. Every wedding is different. Like I think I think we have There's an no idea of what a traditional wedding looks like, and then anything that varies from that, whether like a, a the woman asks a man or whether it's two men and two women or whether it's like a big white wedding or whether you get married on the beach or whether you like elope anything that varies from that is like untraditional and like has to do with like the couple I think and then I think mm-hmm. it's like fine it's like what whoever like if like yeah. I have no idea what my wedding would look like if I get married like what you know what I mean it just Julie, you ain't on. dropping on your knee uh, <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> so I I agree with you. Like yes, it's not uncharted territory for a man and a man, a woman, a woman, and a right. man and a woman. But like right. the, specifically, a woman asking a man that is uncharted territory. That's I something so. that's socially not. I do. That's what's interesting, and that's what I think that like there's not really a right answer for any of it yeah. across the board. But if whatever's right for you and your relationship and what you think that is going to be good. All right, for you. as the as the person here who's married. I right. will say I will address what Jabbar was saying. You know, it's t- there's so much that's involved in the man asking the woman, which is that he did shop for a wing, shop <laughs> for a, a ring, and he did wing. kind of plan it out. <laughs> and that the woman usually wears the the engagement. I only I wear my wedding band because I don't like all that stuff on my finger. But so the one with the diamond is the engagement ring, and that's the one that all the women go crazy yes, for, and that's the one that's that. in my jewelry drawer because I don't like wearing it. So I'm a, I'm a freaky girl. But it's too big. my point is, by the time the guy does that you guys have had so many conversations about your future right that he knows you're mm-hmm. going to say yes very rarely does someone drop to one knee and not know what the answer I'm is sorry wait 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 it's been discussed wait a second yes are you getting into them saying that you don't need to put a whole shebang on for the proposal is this where we're going with you no you're i'm saying just saying that, oh he, you're gonna say no. yes anyways no, no i'm just saying that saying you that. you you sort of talk about the future as if you're getting married and then one day he, you're somewhere romantic, mm-hmm. or in my case, I got in the car and he drove me to the jewelry mart where he had been earlier that day and picked me out a ring. And then at the counter looked at me and said, "Is this okay?" And then I texted my mom, "I think I'm engaged." That was beautiful. <laughs> I love that because I'm not a fancy girl, so it was fine. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, we had discussed it, so. But it's it was still like what Jabbar was saying. It's like the the dude buys the ring and the yeah. girl wears the ring until the wedding day, and then he gets his ring and you get your wedding band, yeah. and that's kind of traditional. So I would say that you can talk to him and say, "Are we heading towards marriage?" But then maybe you should wait for him to propose to you. Maybe, right. maybe don't say, "Are we heading yeah. towards marriage?" Just okay. Just but what's what are good ways? Because some girls want to know, "Am I wasting my time with you?" Like, what's a good way to find out if he sees a future with you? Because I think that's what she's trying to determine. To you'll you'll be able to. I think you'll really be able to tell. And then it's a longer relationship, or maybe just not. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. You the, you know. Like, Aaron, who proposed? Aaron, Aaron, who proposed to who? Take take a mic. Aaron's married. While he's now. sitting down, I Ladies will just finish back my thought off and say Aaron is that, married. Um, Wait, what? You're married. While he's about to sit down, Aaron I'm is finishing married. My thought. Finish your thought. And yes, please. Um. So basically, I was just going to say that if. Don't let society not let you do something. If you want to ask him out, do it. And I'll make this really quick because time is almost out. But um, we figured out how if we were going to get married by basically literally saying to each other, "Would you ever want to get married?" And that was. And like, who said it first? I can't even remember because it doesn't matter. Like we just we were on the same page. We were just we were okay talking about it. Is the point right? It doesn't right. matter who proposed it. We were right. both okay talking about it. Mm-hmm. If she had said it. I would have been okay with that if I if I said it. She would have been okay with that too. So that's that part. In terms of who actually proposed, um, it was again a mutual agreement. We were just out one day, and it was um, it was just on our minds. We've been talking about it, and we just kind of looked at each other and said, "Want to get married?" And we were like, "Yeah, actually, that sounds great." And uh, we didn't even have um, engagement rings. We actually had uh, little plastic bat rings that we uh, got at a carnival. That was our very first date, like 
three years prior. So we just wore those kind of for fun, sort of. And then um, eventually we did get wedding rings, and uh, there you go. And um, But you didn't get her uh, an engagement ring with a diamond in it or anything. You just both had rings. Uh, yeah. No, we just both had <laughs> the, the sentimental rings that we had from our first date. So you did it your way. What worked for you guys? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, she's still thinking we're trying to work it out. But yeah, I mean, it's actually being married is great and the wedding was fine and great and we, we, we had a great time and um, that's just the way we did it and we were happy and we are happy. So. Yeah, it's about the marriage. I mean, you can have all these fantasies about what the what the wedding is going to be like or what the proposal is going to be like, but it's like, do you want to be with this person? That's That's what's important. And it'll feel natural. It'll feel like that's the next part of the conversation. It should. Jabbar. And just to finish this off. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, have that conversation because if a girl proposed to me, I would, my masculinity, my manhood would just feel tarnished. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I would feel like... I'd be like, no. I'd just like, get up, please. Get up. <laughs> get up. And get up. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, like I certain things are, are, are traditional. And you, you, if a girl really loved you, she'd know that about you. Yeah, like but you, even all my relationships, I always talked about marriage. Like, what's your ideal wedding like? And it's always been that type of thing. How do you want to get, and then it turns out, how do you want to get proposed to? And yeah, that comes natural, I think, in relationships. Absolutely. You guys have been the best. We are Journals Out Loud. We will see you next week. Woo! Everybody, please subscribe to our channel because it's really good.